Come on, church, would you help us just celebrate God's grace and goodness to Linked Up Church in 2017. 2,251 people connected to God. We could not have done it without you, 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 and you all the way back there in the back. But guess what? God is not done yet. And so we'll talk more about 2018 in a moment. Uh, but what is the Lord saying about Linked Up Church? You can be seated in year five. What is he saying to us in year five? On well, last week, I usually begin my prep for the new year right after the Christmas Day service. And I spend that week in prayer, just really praying in other tongues, listening to my spirit. And God has always kind of dealt with me with numbers. And so, you know, when I was single, I knew it would be seven years before I married my lovely wife. And now after being married to her for 20 years, I knew why he needed to get me together for seven years so I can have a good marriage uh, for 20. But that was all about what he was doing in me. 13 years, God has always dealt with me about that with Joseph and David. And, and that's how I knew that my journey from... Uh, being an assistant pastor to actually pastor in my own church. And in 2018, folks, it'll be 13 years from the time we left Michigan to Atlanta that we will open the doors and grace our new uh, building that is paid for. Uh, praise God. Uh, only thing we're doing is believing for the resources to rebuild that. And I'm telling you, we have all of that in Jesus' name. And so God has always dealt with me. Year three at Linked Up Church, you might remember uh, the Lord told me he would establish us. That number three meant uh, to be established. And so God establishes things in three. And in year three was when we actually purchased the building that we're getting ready to go into. And in year five, the Lord is saying, he didn't say anything to me last year about year four. He just gave me the four by four strategy for the church. But what is he saying about year five? If you're following along today, uh, you can follow along in the linked up uh, or the version Bible app. Just go to the events section there uh, and then pull up Linked Up Church and, and you'll see all of the notes. All, it's just an outline. You need to write and fill in more notes today. I pray that you'll get all of what the Lord is saying today. If you'll receive this, you're getting ready to walk in the realization and manifestation of all that was already provided for you. See, a lot of times we, we think because it's a new year, God changes. So we give a word for the year. As if at the end of that year, he changes. How many know God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore? The year can be whatever you want it to be. You can find it in his word. It can be that for you. But he has said some specific things about linked up church for year five. In my introduction today, when the Lord told me to just go look up what the word five means, this is what I discovered. The number five symbolizes God's grace his goodness, and his favor towards humans, and it's mentioned 318 times in Scripture. Five is the number of grace and multiplied by itself, which is 25, which is grace upon grace, which we'll see in a moment in John chapter 1, verse 16. So, folks, we're going to see grace multiplied. Not on a building, folks, on the people that are in the building. The Ten Commandments contain two sets of five commandments. The first five commandments are related to our treatment and our relationship with God. The last five concern our relationship with other human beings. This is when I knew the Lord was speaking to me because uh, when we started this church, my wife and I, we were sitting on the couch and we asked ourselves, who are we? First things that came out of our mouth is we love God and we love people. And we believe we're called to connect God and connect or connect people to God and connect people to each other. And so I knew that within this, not only was my calling, but God was confirming what he was showing me about year five for Linked Up Church. Go with me to John chapter one. Let's look at our foundation text. This is where the grace multiplied comes from. John chapter 1, verse 16, we know it's talking about Jesus because in verse 1, uh, we know that in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God, referring to Jesus. How do we know that? Verse 14 says, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, 
the glory as the only begotten of the Father, right? And so we know it's talking about Jesus there, verse 1 and verse 14. Now let's look at verse 16. It says, and of his fullness have all we received. Folks, we're not trying to get his fullness. If you've already accepted Jesus, you have it right now. Sometimes we're just not aware of it. We just don't know it. I mean, you can't get more of what you already have because it's not in you. It's in him. And so, and of his fullness have we all received and grace for grace. For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Now, Albert Barnes defines grace for grace this way. This is all in your notes. should all go up on the screen as well. This really blessed me. Albert Barnes, his commentary said, We have received grace as grace. That is, freely, we have not purchased it nor deserved it, but God conferred it on us freely. Second meaning here, the meaning is simply that we have received through him abundance of grace and favor. Somebody say, I'll take that. If you are in him, then you have already received an abundance of grace and favor. The issue is, are you aware of it? My job today is to make you more aware of what you already have so that in 2018, in year five, you can walk in all the fullness of it. Goes on to say here, so here, grace for grace means much grace, superlative. The word superlative means of the highest kind, quality, or order surpassing all else and others, supreme and extreme favors bestowed upon man. Are you ready to have some supreme and extreme favors bestowed upon you? I'm talking about where you know only God could have blessed me with something like that. Am I in the right room today? I'm talking about when your business goes to the next level and all you can do is look back and say, but God. That's the only way something like that could have happened. I wasn't looking for it. I wasn't trying to set it up. The business just started coming from everywhere, folks. That's what we're talking about. And it's not that God has changed. You're coming into a greater awareness of what you already have. Favor superior to all that had been under the law superior to all other things that God can confer on men. These favors consist of pardon. Anyone in here glad that all your sins have just been pardoned? Oh, my God. I wish I was in the right place today. Come on, if he did nothing else for me but just say, I forgive every single one of your sins, past, present, and future. That's enough for me. Favor like redemption. Folks, we've been redeemed from poverty, sickness, and spiritual death. Divine protection. Do you think you got through this year all by yourself? Do you know how many times you got in your vehicle and drove? How many times you got on your plane and flew? Come on, do you know how many natural disasters and accidents happened in 2017 and none of them happened to you? Hurricanes, fires. Come on, somebody. And it didn't come near your dwelling. You know why? Because you've been divinely protected by God. And somebody ought to shout and give God glory for that today. For sanctification, you've been set apart and made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, not anything of yourself. He said, because I love you so much, I want to make you right with me all the days of your life. All you've got to do is believe that and receive that and walk in that and get up every day and say, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. His favor rests on me. It rules within me. Great things are going to happen to me today in abundance an awareness that because I'm right with God, this is just my lifestyle. It's not because it's a new year. It's a lifestyle. Peace, man, irony, shalom, wholeness, well-being, provision. How many of y'all ate all year long? Come on, everybody ought to raise their hand here. We all look healthy heading into the new year. Come on, how many of y'all had food to eat all year long? How many of y'all had a job all year long? Come on, how many of y'all received paychecks all year long? Come on, how many of y'all, your bills have been paid all year long? Come on, how many of y'all sold something you were believing God to sell? Come on, folks, you didn't do that on your own. That's God's provision in your life. 
Five key areas of grace for you. I don't want you to think this way because it's 2018. Folks, this is a lifestyle. See, to think that way means they're going to stop at the end of 2018 and turn into something else. Five key areas of grace for you. Are you ready for this? You sure? This is going to happen. Watch this. Let me go a step further. It's already happened. You're just getting ready to walk into it. Number one, you have favor because of Jesus. Go with me to Ephesians chapter 1, verse 6. You have favor because of Jesus. See, don't think that something's on you. It's something on Jesus that Jesus put on you. Come on, and every time it manifests, don't you take none of the glory for it. Come on, you say it's because of you, God, and through Jesus that I am what I am. Glory to God. You have favor because of Jesus. Ephesians 1, 6 says, To the praise of the glory of His grace, wherein He hath made us accepted in the Beloved. Now, I heard a message many years ago that I was the Beloved. Right? Guess what, folks? That was not accurate. And I actually would confess from this verse that. But that was, ac- that was not accurate. Let me show you what I mean. It says, to the praise of the glory of His grace, wherein He have made us accepted in the beloved. The beloved is Jesus. See, so you're walking around needing acceptance from people when he's already accepted you. There is not a higher acceptance that you can have in the land than the fact that you are accepted in him. Stop trying to people, please. So if they like you, praise God. If they don't like you, praise God. Because he has accepted you in him. The Bible tells us that God has made us accepted in the beloved. The word beloved here refers to Jesus. Listen to this. And the word accepted, this is why you need to study your Bible. I should have known this long before I just learned it. See, a lot of times we listen to messages and we take at face value what the pastor says to us. The pastor is a human being capable of making mistakes. You need to go back and look up everything he said to make sure that it's accurate. This blessed my socks off. The word accepted here in the original Greek means given special honor and highly favored. Come on, somebody ought to put their shoulders back right now and realize you've been given honor higher than the president of the United States of America. Oh, it'll take faith to receive that. I'm talking about when God honors you and puts special favor on you, you better walk around like you are somebody. You better walk around like something good is about to happen to you. Come on, you better walk around like this is you are a child of the Most High God, and there is something on you that's supposed to make everything in your life work every time you work it. Glory to God. Listen to me. Because you have Jesus who is God's beloved, you are found in him. You also are God's beloved son or daughter, which means you are deeply loved and highly favored by him. Every time you walk in a room, people, their eyes rivet to you because all of this light just came into the room. And they're trying to figure out how did this atmosphere change. We were all down and in the dump, and now all of a sudden the atmosphere is right. You know why? Because God has highly favored you, and he puts something on you because of who you are in him. He's accepted you, and you're good. Somebody say, I'm good. good. Not because I'm good, but because he's good. Come on, somebody give God glory in this place today. So when you speak, people listen. When you step into a room, it lights up. Everything you touch, if you'll believe this, everything you touch, God blesses and he causes it to increase. Why? Because you didn't really test it. It was the hand of Jesus that tested through you because of you being in him. How many of y'all know he's not going to be ashamed? So if he's in it, then it has to be blessed. Come on, it has to prosper. It has to increase. So if you're doing what he told you to do, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. Glory to God. 
Number two, you must rely on his ability. You must rely on his ability. Go with me to Psalms number 44. I mean, it's very easy to accomplish something and then start smelling yourself. Look at what I did. Look at how good God's been to me. Right? So you see, all of that's about you. And sometimes God has to give us a gentle reminder that this really is not about you. It's about what he wants to do through you. And the children of Israel, they're no different, right? You get delivered from Egypt. You go into the promised land. God had to give them a gentle reminder. Look at Psalms 44, verse 3, or stanza 3 here says, For they got not the land in possession by their own sword. We didn't get 4331 Brownsville by our own ability. The building found us. Folks, some stuff getting ready to find you that always belonged to you. You just didn't know it, but now your awareness is getting up. Come on, somebody. Now you're aware. You're a little bit more keen and sensitive to what God is trying to do for you, and you're getting ready to walk into some things that were always yours in the first place. You just didn't know it. He said, for they got not the land in possession by their own sword. Neither did their own arm save them, but thy right hand and thine arm and the light of thy countenance. Why did you do it, God? Because you had favor unto them. How many of you know they were not that good? But God said, I put my favor on them. See, and this is not about perfection. This is about progress. Oh, somebody missed a good place right there. I said, this is not about perfection. This is about progress. Right? And when God puts something on you, folks, he doesn't take it off of you. Oh, that was a good place for somebody. Come on. The devil has been in your ear telling you anything otherwise. You better tell him he's a lie and the truth is not any. When God puts something on you, he doesn't take it off of you. So the world will always tell you that those with the qualifications, talents, and experience get the best jobs, the promotions, and the high salaries. Family, I'm here to tell you that if you live in this world, you don't have to be of this world. And as God's beloved child, you don't need to be limited by this world. You have God's grace, his unmerited, undeserved favor. So even if you're not the smartest, the strongest, the best looking in the natural you can still have all the success that you want if you'll learn how to depend on God's grace. Oh, that was a good place for somebody to shout amen. Come on, I'm talking about don't look at what you have, what you don't have. Don't look at your limitations. Look at God's grace, and it can take you somewhere that you always dreamed about going. Glory to God. So instead of mulling over your disqualifications, be conscious of God's favor on you. Smile and say, God's favor is all over me, not because of me, but because of Jesus. I expect good things to happen for me today. Family, be conscious of his favor today. Believe it, speak it, and you will live it, and you will experience not just in experience, not just in 2018, but for the rest of your life, folks. This is a lifestyle that God is trying to get us an awareness of. There was a young lady, if you're in this building, I wrote it down. If I get any part of this story wrong, she was just frustrated in her job, and she was applying and couldn't find anything. And she, we were in the growth series talking about God's favor on your life, being able to do for you what you can't do for yourself. She decided to believe God and put out some resumes for things that she didn't qualify for. She decided to think big, glory to God. And listen, she ended up getting a job. She makes more money than she's ever made in her life. The, the, the job required a degree that she does not have, never has even gone to college. Come on, somebody. And God blessed her with that. Come on, I'm talking about God's favor being on your life, giving you stuff that you are not qualified for. Come on, taking you places that you don't have the education to be at. I'm talking about God doing it because he is good. And he's trying to show the world that he takes the foolish things to confound the wise. Glory to God. Oh, if I had five people that would just receive that today. I'm talking about you receiving things that you are not qualified for. Glory to God. 
Number three, you must change the BS. You must change the BS. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I'm tired of being around the wrong BS. Now say it like you used to say it when you were in the world. Say, neighbor, I'm tired of being around stinking thinking and the wrong BS. Now, some of you all in your, your, your unregenerated state, you put something different on that BS. But I'm telling you, BS stands for belief system. Come on, somebody shout glory in this place today. Come on, we've got to change our belief system. Romans chapter 8, verse 16 and 17 says, the spirit itself. Better translated as himself. How many of y'all know the spirit is not a it? The spirit is a person. So the spirit himself bear witness. That means, bear witness means to testify alongside of, to be concurrent with, to be in agreement with. So the Holy Spirit himself testifies and comes alongside of our spirit. Listen to this. What is he testifying? What is he concurring with? What is he agreeing with? That we are the children of God. That's a belief system. Do you think Bill Gates' children are sitting around worried about how they're going to eat, what they're going to wear? Come on, if they're going to go on a vacation in 2018? No. Why? Because they're Bill Gates' kids. But guess what? You are a child of the Most High God. Come on, and, and if you'll get your believing up, you'll realize that your father owns the cattle of a, on a thousand hills. All the silver belongs to God. All the gold belongs to God. Come on, he can give it to whoever he wishes to, whenever he wishes to do it. That is your father, and the Holy Spirit is constantly coming alongside of our spirit to testify and confirm that we are children of God. If there's anything else going on, it's going on in your head, your you're hanging around the wrong people. You're listening to the wrong people. Come on, somebody. People that are telling you based off of what side of the tracks you were born on. Come on, what city you were raised in, whether or not you had both parents growing up. None of that matters when you come to accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. God becomes your father, and everything that he did for Jesus, he is desiring to do for you if you'll believe Look at what the rest of that verse goes on to say. And is a conjunction word, which means it's connecting these through two thoughts. So the Holy Spirit is also coming alongside and being concurrent and working with and testifying. Listen to this, that if we are children, then we are heirs. What is an heir? An inheritor. Y'all not ready for that. Heirs of God. And join heirs with Christ. Folks, listen to me. 2017 might have been a tough year for you. But it's mostly tough because of a wrong belief system. We don't, sometimes we don't want to accept that. But the really reality is, if the believing is wrong, everything follows. What I'm telling you is, today, you are a child of God. And everything that's in the kingdom belongs to you. You deserve to have more money than bills. So we don't, uh, 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 it's a belief system. You, you deserve to have more healing in your body then sickness, can, sickness even wants to deal with. I'm talking about when sickness shows up, it says, I ain't trying to fool with all that healing. Let me go somewhere else with a different belief system. Oh, I wish I had somebody in here that. Come on, I'm, I'm talking about God can place, pay stuff off supernaturally. Come on, I'm talking about you don't have to make payments on everything. I'm talking about you can believe for some things in your life. Come on, how many parents do you know don't want to give their kids good gifts? Come on, somebody. 
It's a belief system. If you think payments, your life will always be payments. But if you think cash, you'll start paying cash. Stop saying I'm too young. I'm too old. I don't have the relevant experience. They're hiring only college graduates. Listen, if you're looking for a job and your mind is gripped by such thoughts, then you're already defeated by your thoughts before you ever step in to try to lock in on a job. It's time to change the BS. Not in 2018. Right now. See, if you're always waiting on another year, every year is going to look the same. Because God is right now. Faith is right now. Oh, I'm preaching better than you all saying amen. It's time to change that BS. I want to read something to you here. This person changed their BS. Says, I want to simply thank you. This was during the growth series. This year has truly been a blessed one for me. For the first time, I have my own place. I received a promotion on my job. I went on my first vacation ever at the age of 50. How many of you know she could have been going on vacations her whole life? It's a belief system. But what did we declare? She won't miss another one for the rest of her life. Come on, somebody get in agreement with her right now. 51 vacation, getting ready to be, make her forget all about that vacation she took at 50. Worked a lot of OT. It was well worth every moment. Thank you for uh, making the woman's retreat an amazing experience. Still trying to get to where I can save money. You will. Stop trying to get there and just start saving money. I'm looking forward to 2018. My office manager told me that I'm an inspiration to our team. That really touched me. I'm letting God use me at work. I've grown up so much. I can only thank Then She said some things about us. We give God all the glory. Then a whole lot of other things. It's a long one. I think you all get the point. She didn't have to wait. This is what I want to share with you. She didn't have to wait to 50 to start living that. Thank God it, the light clicked on at 50. And from here on out, it's getting ready to be better and better. But listen to me, folks. Change your mindset right now. Wash all that BS. All that wrong BS out of your mind. And replace it with a better belief system that's founded upon who you actually are as a child of God. Let me remind you, as a child of God, you are an heir and a joint heir with Christ. This means that you have the same unclouded favor that Jesus has. So step out in faith and expect his favor to open doors for you, and to give you jobs and breakthroughs and, and businesses, business opportunities that you desire. Listen to this, regardless of your natural limitations. I'm glad Colonel Sanders didn't believe he was too old. Some of us love that Kentucky Fried Chicken, <laughs> right? 75 years old when he started that business. Number four, step out in faith for your provision. Go with me to Deuteronomy 28.8. Deuteronomy 28.8 says, The Lord will command the blessing on you. In your storehouses, we notice this is a result of obedience if you'll hearken to the voice of the Lord and the Word of God. And in all that you set your hand, he will bless you in the land which the Lord your God is giving you. And so we all have been taught about the blessing. We've all been taught about that. In the New Testament, under grace is really the life that's in Christ Jesus. It's just really once you accept Jesus, how I many you know the blessing is in him? Right, and everything that's in him belongs to you. But, but God tells us, the Scripture tells us in the New Testament that the Old Testament was written for our learning and for our admonition. So we can go back and glean some things from it because God doesn't change, right? God's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And so let's look at a story here. In the Old Testament story of Ruth, we're going to see a beautiful picture of what it's like 
to walk in God's favor. Now, I want you all to read the whole book, chapters 1 through 4. I'm just going to highlight some things for today. I'll give it to you in synopsis form. Ruth was a Moabite widow uh, who traveled to Bethlehem with Naomi, her Jewish mother-in-law. Putting her faith in God's favor, she sets out to find work gleaning in the wheat and barley fields. Because of her trust in the Lord's favor, she ends up in the field of Boaz, a wealthy man of position in Bethlehem, and unknown to her initially, initially a kinsman to Naomi. So she doesn't know Boaz when she happened to, to, to end up on his part of the field. All right, look at verse 2 here. I want to show you something that she said, that Ruth said. I believe there's a woman in here that's going to have a Ruth experience. Is she in this building? Where you at? Where you at? Where you at? Receive that right there. Boy, when we get in our new building, I'm going to come get you, grab your hand, and we're going to take a lap right around that sanctuary. All right, in Jesus' name. Look at verse 2. Ruth chapter 2, verse 2 says, And Ruth the Moabite said unto Naomi, Let me now go to the field. Now, she's unaware that the field that she's going to belongs to Boaz. So I believe God's going to divinely lead some people into some areas that you didn't even realize that when you ended up there. It's about to set you up for something big. Look at, the, look at her, her heart here. Glean ears of corn after whom in whom sight. Listen to what she says. I'm reading the King James Version in Ruth 2.2. She says, after him in whose sight, look at what she says. I shall find grace, which is translated favor. How I many know you need to go into some places before you get there? And you need to say, when I get there, I will find favor. They're going to do for me what they don't even want to do for me. And even the enemies that are there will have peace with me because God's favor goes before me. So I want, to, I want you to show you something here. This didn't happen to her by accident. She set this up when she said, I am going to go to this field and find favor. Yeah. Naomi got excited and said unto her, go, my daughter. Synopsis here. So as Ruth works in Boaz's field, later on in that text, right around verse 8 or 9, it says that she happened on Boaz's field. So in other words, she just ended up there not looking for it. See, how many of you know when God's favor is on you, you don't have to try to set yourself up. Amen. You're just going to end up at the right place at the right time in front of the right people. And so as Ruth works in Boaz's field, she sees plenty of grain and just picks it all up. In the much-needed provision for herself and her mother-in-law, what Ruth doesn't know is what Boaz has actually commanded his men. Ruth doesn't know this. Let's read verse 16. This is what Boaz had already commanded his men. Now remember what we read in Deuteronomy 8, right? He's going to command a blessing on you. So look at what Boaz commanded his men. He said, let the grain fall from the bundles. Let it fall purposely for her. So in other words, he was telling his men to pick them up and drop them. Folks, what I'm telling you is there are people that have already gone into your territory and set it all up for you. Come on, built the building, laid the whole plan out, put it all together, and then dropped it for you to come along and pick up. Lord, I'm about to jump down off of this. Come on. I, oh, man, I wish I just had a little bit more faith. I, I'm talking about if you can believe for it, there are people that literally built houses. called foreclosure. We didn't risk wish it on them, but they dropped them right in time for you to come along. You can tell I got teenage kids. Come on, somebody. I, 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 need, I need just three people in here to believe that somebody, come on, built something Put something together. Come on, somebody. Come on, put, put it all, did, did all of the work for you to just come along 
scoop that right on up. Come on, I just need three people in here to just say I'm about to pick up some stuff. Come on, that I did not build, that I did not plant. Come on, somebody, that I did not work for. Somebody else built it and dropped it right there for me. Come on, that's how we picked up Brownsville. But guess what, folks? In picking up Brownsville, there's a 33-acre plot of land on the other side of it. Come on, there's a strip mall on the left side of it. Come on, somebody. Come on, there's 50 acres about a half a mile down. Come on, somebody. I'm talking about somebody built all of this and dropped it off. Come on, let's make the devil upset. Somebody give God some. Come on, give God a good praise in this place today. So he said, leave it that she may glean and do not rebuke her. So in other words, as much as she can pick up, leave her alone. Folks, I'm talking about God's grace is so good that he's going to let you pick up as much as you can until you can't pick up no more. That's a belief system. See, you, you've got to get your belief. If you won't take it, then I'll take it for you. I'm talking about I will have more than I'll know what to do with, glory to God. And you will too if you'll believe that. So what is this? How does this relate to us? Now, if you notice, all of this happened in Bethlehem. Boaz is a type of Jesus. How does this relate to us? So isn't it cool when Jesus, our heavenly Boaz, purposely commands the blessings on us and then tells his angels to drop them along our way, along our path? All we have to do is have enough faith to go out in the field And pick it up, glory to God. Folks, listen to me. You're going to see grace upon grace for the rest of your life. If you'll believe this. Go with me to Numbers 23. You all know that God is not a man that he should lie, right? Nor the son of man that he should repent. He said, if I said it, shall I not do it? I'm going to read something to you. You ready for this? It's not in your notes. All right, listen to what I just spoke over your life. Other people went out and built stuff that you're getting ready to pick up. Other people went out and built businesses, built homes. And they're just tired now. And they're looking for somebody to give it to. Can I read this verse? Will you receive this verse? Did you hear what I just spoke over your life? I'm talking about you're getting ready to walk into some stuff. You didn't put the work in on that. You just received it. I'm talking about building businesses being built, what took other people 20 years to do. Yours looking like that in five. If you're looking at this ministry, folks, that's what's happening to us right now. We're doing in four years. We'll be four years, January the 5th. We're doing in four years what people haven't done in 30. And God said, now I'm getting ready to put grace on grace. Not because I've changed. You're just aware of it now. Numbers 23. How many of y'all received what I just said? I said, how many of y'all received what I just said? I'm getting ready to read something to you. I said, how many of y'all received what I just said? By faith, just go ahead and pick up something you're believing for. Come on, pick up some land. Go ahead. Pick up a building. Come on, somebody. And if you're young and here, add something to that pickup. <laughs> but pick it up by faith. Numbers 23:20 20 says, Behold, I have received a command to bless. He has blessed. Look at what he said. 
and I cannot reverse it. Folks, uh, man, I pray that God will just give you a, a moment where he'll open up your spiritual eyes and see all the stuff that's laying on that path that he just dropped for you, that he just left out there for you. And all you've got to do is walk by at the appointed time and scoop it up. God said, when I have blessed, I can't reverse it. You are blessed. Somebody say, I am blessed. Come on, somebody say, I am blessed. And it cannot be reversed. Somebody say, grace on grace. Come on, say, grace on me. Come on, somebody say, favor on me. Everywhere I go, his favor goes before me, sets me up wonderfully, gives me things I'm not qualified for. Takes me places I'm not supposed to be. Not because I'm good, but because he's good. And because I'm in him, his favor is all on me. Somebody ought to give God glory for that in this place. Come on, somebody ought to give God glory for that. Come on, somebody ought to give God glory for that. Come on, somebody ought to give God glory for that. Stop saying, this is getting ready to be the best year of my life. Stop saying that. Just say, I'm living my best life right now, and I'm living it for the rest of my life. Come on, somebody. This won't change because we entered into another year. This is a lifestyle of grace upon grace. Grace multiplied in our lives. We know it's true. Because as the world is getting darker and darker, sin is growing exponentially. It's getting brighter and brighter for us. Hallelujah. You haven't seen nothing yet, glory to God. Whatever God has done up to this point is nothing compared to what you're getting ready to walk into, glory to God. Not because he's changed. You have a greater awareness of what already belongs to you. Let's close with number five. Keep growing in him. Keep growing in him. Stop just going to church and keep growing in him. I don't have to spend a lot of time here because we just exhausted it. Second Peter chapter 1 verse 2 reminds us, grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God. And of Jesus, our Lord. But, of course, if you keep studying, you'll keep learning more. And so the Bible gives us a secret to walking in favor and well-being. It said that grace and peace will be multiplied in the knowledge of God and of Jesus, our Lord. I've got a Greek and Hebrew Bible at home. And it literally says here in the Greek, through the knowledge of God and Savior, Jesus Christ. They're, they're both the same. How I many know God is one, manifested in three persons? So really, when you're getting to know God, you're getting to know Jesus. When you're getting to know Jesus, you're getting to know God. So God's unmerited favor and his irony, peace, health, provision, and total well-being are multiplied in your life through the knowledge of Jesus. So the more you know Jesus the more you'll be able to tap into the ever-flowing supply of his favor, healing, listen to how I say this, and his provision that he's already provided for you. Did you hear how I said that? The more you know him, the more you're able to tap into what he's already provided for you. Right? So you're not trying to get something. You're trying to walk in what you already have. You all understand the difference. And so don't chase it, chase him. And the better relationship I have with him, it comes along with the package. It's because it's all in him. It's not in you. Can everyone see that? 
So family, every answer you need, whether it has to do with your finances, health, career, or family life, is found in knowing more about Jesus in a personal and intimate way. It's not putting out more resumes. It's not trying to network with all the best people. If you are networking with Jesus, you are networking with the best person in the world because he can give you the business that you think you want to be work for. I want this to be a culture of deployment. We start off with jobs. Then we build businesses. And we hire our people. And we expand. And we take over cities. Come on, y'all ain't ready for this. We look out for each other. So I pray that every day as you study the scriptures or you listen to Christ-centered sermons, that the Holy Spirit will open your eyes to see more of Jesus, more of his beauty, his love, and his grace towards you, listen to this, and his finished work at Calvary. If you are praying to get him to do something, you are old. I hope you caught what I just said. That is not faith. If you're praying to get him to do something. What you're praying for is what he's already done. Watch this. And what you're saying is that it's true in your life. And you say that until you walk in it physically. But it's yours even before the physical manifestation. We're not trying to get God to do anything. We're tapping into what we believe he's already done. Uh, Folks, we're not trying to buy that land. That land already belongs to us. We're not trying to buy that strip mall. It already belongs to us. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. But God doesn't change because the calendar changed. So what I'm telling you is not the word for 2018. It's just the book for the rest of our lives. Did you all catch that? I said it's the book for the rest of our lives. Somebody say, I receive that. You ready for grace upon grace? You already have it. You're just getting ready to walk into it now. Come on, I believe somebody going to pick up a husband, pick up a wife. Maybe not. You'll meet them in 2018. Don't marry them in 2018. Get to know them. Let it marinate a little bit longer, right? Right? But I believe people are going to pick up businesses. It's a lot of good stuff getting ready to happen. We're going to testify all. Nope. See, I'm getting caught up. We're going to testify for the rest of our lives about how good God is. So year five will grant us a greater awareness of God's grace, his goodness, and his favor in conclusion. As we continue to grow in our relationship with Christ, we'll see all three of these areas being multiplied in our lives for the rest of our life. Did you all get anything out of this today? Come on, did you all get anything out of this today? Year five is getting ready to be a great year for Linked Up Church. Glory to God. Not on the building, but on the people that are in the building. Let's all stand to our feet. Let's thank God for getting through safely another year. Just lift your hands right now and just thank him. And be grateful, too, for your family, for your spouse, for your children. Come on, be grateful, sincerely grateful for your job. Come on, be for your health. Come on, you're not in the hospital. You're in a church today. Come on, be grateful for, for jobs that you have. Might not be the one you want, but you have one. Come on, be grateful for everything that God blessed you with in 2017. Be grateful for it. And then after you're grateful for everything that he's done for you, 
I want you to look forward for all that's coming. Glory to God. You'll see grace upon grace. You'll see it manifested all throughout the rest of your life. Glory to God. And so, Father, while we're in an attitude of, of gratefulness and thanksgiving for another great year, another successful year, another blessed year, another year where you provided for us, you healed us, you protected us, Father, you, you took care of our children. God, you've just been good because that's who you are. And now, Father, as we prepare our hearts to manifest what you've already provided for us, Father, I didn't speak this prophetically. I, I spoke this in reality, Father. It's not something coming. It's something that is. Glory to God. And may that hit our spirits for the rest of our lives, that we are children of God and heirs of God and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. May we walk in a keen awareness that every day your favor all on us and we are accepted in Jesus. Whether people reject us or not, we're always accepted in Him. And so while you're in that attitude of prayer today, as we come to the close of one year and the start of another year, people are reflecting, people are making resolutions, people are setting goals. One of the best goals you can set is to get your spiritual life right with God. Let's not go into a new year with an old spirit. So if you're in this building today and you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, I want to pray with and for you today. Come on, give yourself the gift of salvation this new year. Maybe you're in here today and you're saying, Pastor, I'm already saved, but boy, I had some think stinking thinking. My belief system was all wrong in 2017, and my behavior followed, and I know I did a lot of things that God was not pleased with. But I want to encourage your heart today. God is not mad at you. God loves you with an everlasting love. So if you want to come back to him today, we want to receive you today. He wants to receive you. We'll pray, help you repent, and get your life back on the right track. It's just the thinking. It's the belief system. If you've never been baptized filled with the Holy Spirit, you want to learn more about that gift today. I want to pray with and for you. And finally, if you don't have a church home, what a great way to start the new year, by planting yourself somewhere. And, you, and if God has confirmed in your spirit that this is where he wants you planted, remember you have to be planted in order to flourish. It's a natural principle as well as a spiritual principle. My wife and I, the staff, will pray for you every single day of our lives. Every time you come in this building, our goal is to make sure that you get the word of God and the word of God only. So while every head is bowed, every eye is closed in prayer, no one moving, no one talking unless you've been assigned to do so. If you're in this building today, you want to give your heart to Christ, you want to come back to Christ, you want to join Linked Up Church, or you want to be baptized, filled with the Holy Spirit, I want to pray for you today, but I only know that you desire that prayer by the lifting up of your hand. So if you would, right where you're standing right now, would you just shoot your hand straight up in the air if you desire a prayer today? Would you lift it up? Keep it up as high as you possibly can. God bless you.